Welcome to Biblical Christian Worldview's Selective Article Podcast. So let's get started. Conversations with Atheists and Deconstructionists I've responded to about eight readers a day who have commented on our articles posted on Medium, the blog site. These conversations have impacted my views on many issues. My biblical Christian theology has been strengthened, while my view on the lostness of our country has sadly been confirmed. Medium is a very large, over 60 million monthly readers, and predominantly anti-Christian blog site, which does not represent the broader and more balanced views of the American public. However, I have seen firsthand the deeper iceberg below what is visible on the surface of the water. Initially, the vitriol of responses to my biblical views were shocking, as I was coming from a largely cloistered Christian surrounding. Responding with grace has been a very successful strategy. From my time writing on the intersection of our culture and biblical Christian worldview, I have seen two broad groups of those replying to my posts. First is deconstructing Christians. Over time, I've responded to so many who have, quote, deconstructed, unquote, their religion, angry at the very idea that the church remains a viable place to worship God. Most refer to their past as Christian. However, I suspect many were nominal at best. They've been hurt by churches and pastors who hold views that don't fit their personal narrative. Those who live together, have had an abortion, want women in the pulpit, believe in a much broader view of marriage and gender dysphoria, uh, see God in the church, their former pastor, and their past Christian family as the enemy. And at the forefront of that anger and disgust is the Bible. The Word of God is where the attack ultimately is directed. Once they break away from the Bible as their final authority in how we're to behave, it becomes possible to create a customized religion where they choose what moral truths to accept and conversely those they have the authority to reject. Ignoring the reality that Christians remain sinners, they attack leaders for their behavior, politicians who they believe are to be perfect citizens, and anyone who might challenge their newfound freedoms. I will also say that there are others in this group that I feel deep uh, uh, empathy for. They are the ones who have been turned away from our faith, by unloving Christians who see the sin of others more than their own. They are respectful in their comments oftentimes as they pass on their experience with past Christians. There's often a sense that they miss the fellowship both with God and their past friends within the faith. These are folks I especially like to engage with. Both the arrogant and the saddened are identified in the verse from Ephesians 4.14 so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. As we all have a missing vacuum in our hearts that can only be filled by God, these folks are drawn to those who support their open theology. Sadly, of the thousands of posts on Medium, Related to Christian theology, the large majority are from authors seeking to engage these folks as followers, reinforcing their abdication of a biblical Christian worldview. There could not be a better example of 1 Timothy 4.3, 
than these false teachers. I fear they will be, quote, judged with greater strictness, unquote, on the other side of the grave, a reference to James 3.1. And then the second broad group of those who reject the existence of God or the supernatural are atheists and agnostics. Most of these folks are not deconstructing their faith, but have instead isolated themselves from any deep understanding of biblical Christian systematic theology. Uh, It should be noted that Medium uh, is an international site. Most respond with more amazement that someone could be so naive as to believe in something so outside the natural world and therefore in their minds unprovable. I've enjoyed engaging most with these folks, even though our quote-unquote conversations often start from comments like, you're an ignoramus, unquote. These responses are typically long and detailed as we move into a more congenial back and forth. Below is an example of one of the exchanges currently in progress from a very nice and courteous atheist regarding the natural and the supernatural. The headings that I'll give you are from his questions and the text is my response. So the first heading, you seem to be frustrated with science in my response. Writing is so much harder than conversation because so many of the cues are lost. By that I mean that I am not at all frustrated with science. I'm actually a techie on many levels, fascinated with science and technology. The second question, science trump card is that it self-corrects, my response. You're absolutely correct. Hence, some of my past examples of science have changed. Two points. First, many science-based folks fight the reality of the supernatural by using science of today as if its history is static and only its future is open to growth. Again, my examples of the earth being flat, etc., these are examples where science was just wrong. When confronted with the possibility of the supernatural, they become frustrated that it falls outside the natural progression of science and therefore their ability to extrapolate from today's knowledge. It is just so quote-unquote out there and uncontrollable, it's rejected as a non-starter, a reference to theology and the supernatural. Next comment, science uses methodological naturalism so it can only test what can be observed. My response. To your point on methodological naturalism, being unable to prove the supernatural, I somewhat agree. However, I hesitate to go in this direction because it opens Pandora's box, but I came to believe in the supernatural as an atheist because I was unable to explain the historical natural. Basically, I could not explain the resurrection of Christ other than to accept the supernatural. I'm not going to go any deeper here, but that's what finally, after a few years of exploring, took me over the edge spiritually. Of course, this is not a repeatable event, but it was the supernatural forcibly inserting itself into the natural order of things. Many, many other unexplainable natural things in Scripture brought me to this juncture as well. In the end, I intellectually accepted the supernatural and then, by a leap of faith, accepted the Bible without error, and Jesus Christ as my personal Savior and Lord. His next point, we don't know where the big bang dot came from, which is both accurate and credible. It is imperative to state that you, meaning me, the writer Jeff, also, quote, do not know 
with regard to my spiritual supernatural position. My response, to your, quote, do not know imperative, there is much I do not know. I've written many times that the one thing I'm certain of is that my theology has errors in it. There is a wide range of beliefs within the biblical Christian worldview, but there's also a core that is interconnected and foundational. Once you remove one of the Jenga blocks, the tower, quote, deconstructs, unquote, and one finds themselves creating their own religion apart from the Bible and God's teachings. Feelings become paramount rather than the written truth, which is the scriptures. His next point, how do you, quote unquote, credibly justify your position? In my response, if you believe there is a God who is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent, a being that created the universe and everything in it, and he wrote a love letter to mankind to guide us in this life, and the next. Further, if you believe that, then you believe he has written the story of man from beginning to end. To challenge him and say, as science needs to say, that we are still learning and growing in our understanding of the universe would be absurd. He made the universe. So as a biblical Christian, to say we don't know on foundational systematic theology would be like saying God is not God. His next point, I have a strong suspicion you really then revert to faith on all of this. Yes, my response. Finally, to your faith comment, you are correct. I believe in Christ's work on the cross and the Bible with my head, but did that a few months before I believed it with my heart. In that interim period between intellectual acceptance and a heartfelt personal relationship, if I had died, I believe I would have gone to hell for eternity. Salvation comes from God's grace alone through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. And finally, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. These are the daily conversations I'm having on Medium. I've grown in my faith and have broadened and softened my views in so many areas from the investment in time. Consider checking out the platform for yourself. If you're a biblical Christian, please consider engaging with those who have lost their faith or who don't even know what faith looks like. God bless you as you serve him today. Medium is M-E-D- Today's podcast I-U-M. article was brought to you by bcworldview.org, providing honest reporting and analysis on the intersection of contemporary issues and theology based on a biblical Christian worldview. May God bless you as you continue to walk through this life with our Savior and Lord.